All right, welcome to the Sports Mashup, number 78, September 21st, 2022 is the day of today, uh, nailed it, and uh, we start in the NBA, a real quick one here, uh, guard Dennis Schroeder, I believe is how you pronounce it, is back with the Lakers, one year, 2.64 mil to fill their last roster spot, so I don't know, are the Lakers better than last year? I mean, it'd kind of be hard for them not to be better than last year, but I don't know. I don't remember who they drafted either. I don't even know if they had a pick. But I think I, when I read the article on this, they said that the owner GM had even called Russell Westbrook before they made this signing and whatever. I mean, he's got to just be signed to be Westbrook's backup. Yeah, I would think so. They drafted uh, Max Christie, Michigan State, 35th pick. Uh, yeah, that's like – and they is picked he, up Scotty is, Pippen Jr. But is he a guard or a uh, – Guard, yeah. So they, they got picked up two other guards. Yeah. Yeah, this, is, this team is kind of – I mean, they got Patrick Beverly now, so they got that going. Let's see what that does. Kendrick Nunn. Yeah, so then where does Schroeder fit in there then? Uh, Probably the backup two. ESPN has him listed as the uh, number four point guard behind Westbrook, Beverly, Nunn, and Schroeder. Yeah, but is Nunn our point guard though? Well, that's the thing. They also have Schroeder listed as the starting shooting guard, which I don't think will happen, and then Nunn is the number two. None. That's the guy from Illinois, right? He went to Illinois, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, ended up at Oakland. Is it Kendrick Nunn? Yeah. He started with the Bulls, didn't he? Uh, I thought he started with the Heat. Yeah, he started with the Heat. Did he play for the Bulls? No. I don't know what I'm thinking of then. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I don't think the Lakers are better, but whatever. I guess we'll figure that out eventually, so. Uh, now we have the NFL, the week two review. Uh, yeah, Thursday night football, you had uh, Chiefs, Chargers, uh, Chiefs 27, Chargers 24. I, this game was a great Thursday matchup. Like, if they could get Thursday matchups like this every Thursday, I think you'd get more viewers, other than the fact that you literally can only watch it on Prime Video. Yeah. Uh, don't expect a matchup like that this week with the Jets or not the Jets, the Browns and Steelers. That's not going to be no. very exciting at all. But yeah, it was a great game. Uh, Herbert ends up getting banged up, comes back, has that that pick six miscommunication with Gerald Everett, kind of blew the game for them. Well, I think it was also uh, Greg Olson, I think, was talking about it. Uh, Everett, the right after the previous play, he'd caught a ball. And he was putting his hand up, yep. saying he wanted subbed out, like he was tired. And they waved him off. So I think he was just tired. He ran a tired route, basically. Yeah. So. But what did it come back to, it. Herbert? Uh, they have fractured rib. I don't remember what it was, but it wasn't as bad as what was thought. Uh, I do know that he will probably play this week, so. Either way, it was kind of a measuring stick game, and the Chargers 
like people comparing the Chargers and the Broncos and the Raiders all together. The Chargers are way better than those other two teams, and I think that's pretty clear after two weeks. But you never know; it's a long season. But uh, this would have been a big win for the Chargers, but they kind of just let it slip late. Yeah, I mean the Chiefs' offense still looks good. Their defense, I think, is where they're just lacking a little bit. Like they still give up some easy points. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that was the Chiefs. I mean, probably might be the best defense, at least secondary wise. I mean, total defense that they're going to go against. Uh, probably. I mean, yeah. you got Mac and Bosa. Bosa. Yep. And then you have J.C. Jackson, Asante Samuel, Derwin James. Yeah, I was trying to think of their other corner they have. They have Nasir Adderley there too. I think he's a safety. Yeah. So I mean, they're secondary stacked, and then you got Macabosa, and then they have a pretty decent defensive tackle too. Yeah, the Chiefs. You know, the Bucks defense is good. They'll play them in a couple weeks. They'll play the Bills. As well, but other than that, yeah, it's pretty ugly. I mean, the Rams' defense will probably be pretty good by late November when they play, but big measuring stick game for the Chiefs because the Chiefs' offense is obviously a lot different than it was last year, and I think that it's proving that they'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, go ahead with your first one. Uh, the Bucks and Saints game, 20-10. to 10. Bucks win. They kind of pull away late. A couple of ejections went down. Yeah, which leads to something further. Yeah, Mike Evans uh, gets a one-game suspension. Uh, he does plan to appeal it, though. So I'm assuming if he appeals, he's going to be playing this weekend against Green Bay. Well, I think – I guess it will depend on how fast they come back with the uh, decision, which I think it will be fairly quick for something like this. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be – Upheld. If I had to guess, I think that that's how they'll handle it. I don't. Well, I mean, I kind of understand why Lattimore didn't get one, but wasn't it Lattimore that threw the punch? Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to remember. All I remember is Evans coming in. Yeah, that's why they said he got the suspension. Was I mean, Lattimore was talking to. I don't know what receiver it was. And then he get, was talking to Brady. And then Evans, who was already walking towards the sideline, came back onto the field and hit Lattimore. So, which, which those two already have yeah, a, a pretty good relationship between yeah. each other. There was already a melee a couple years ago between these two teams. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I also wrote what is wrong with the Bucks' offense. And that's going to be an interesting question because – they're playing this Sunday against the Packers, and I'm assuming Evans will not play. Is Godwin or Julio going to play? Because if those three are out, it feels like you're in big trouble, especially against the Packers secondary that on paper, other than the safeties this season, has been very good uh, other than that one half against Jefferson where they played it completely wrong. But they like completely shut down the Bears' offense, whatever offense the Bears have in the passing game last week. Yeah, I mean, if if those who don't play, then you then you're relying on Scotty Br- Miller and Russell Br- Gage and Brashad Perriman. Yeah, I mean, the biggest factor in that game is going to be the running game because the Packers have really struggled against the run. 
and Fournette can kill them. So that's going to be, I think, the biggest factor other than the receivers. But I think, too, like the, they also haven't mixed in the other backs. It's only been Fournette. Mm-hmm. Like Rashad White hasn't really got any touches, and Bernard, I think, hasn't been in very – or hasn't touched the ball much either. And so if, Brady, they get, if they could get those two in uh, screen games and try running with White, because I think uh, – I mean, White runs – Faster than Fournette, they can extend a little thunder with the lightning. Yeah, uh, I think Brady does look a little bit off early. Obviously, uh, just doesn't look exactly like he has, which I think is you know maybe just one of those things. I mean, he's faced uh, a couple of teams that have played pretty good defense through two weeks. The Cowboys' defense looks pretty good as does the Saints defense usually. Uh, but, yeah, it's just like a little bit off. I think that will he'll be fine, obviously. I don't really yeah. see any reason of concern there because I think if he doesn't play well this week, which I expect him to, then the Chiefs game is a perfect get-right game if he needs it because the Chiefs defense won't give him that many issues, I don't think, with Evans back. And, and the only other thing you can think of with Brady is if his off-the-field issues, yeah. the marriage and stuff is what's – Messing with him, he seems to be getting a lot more frustrated faster than he used to. Like he was annoyed and yelling a lot in that last game. Yeah, which maybe it could be a thing with Arians not being on the field. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But it'd be interesting to see how they perform this week. Uh, then you had the Rams beat the Falcons thirty-one twenty-seven. Uh, the Rams did let the Falcons come back though from. Being up thirty-one to ten, yeah, I still don't trust the Rams. I didn't pay that much attention to this game, but I, I don't know. I just don't. I think there's a Super Bowl hangover factor. But the good thing for them is I don't really think anybody else in their division is any good. I mean, the Niners with we'll, we'll talk about with them is they'll probably be better than expected now. But the Cardinals yeah. are still frauds to me, and the Seahawks are not good. So that's the thing the Rams have going for them. But they just don't look good yet. Give it time. Yeah, and once they also figure out their running back thing, like, are they going to give Cam Akers more touches? I mean, they need to have a situation where they can run the ball whenever they want because that'll open things up for Stafford. But also, their depth chart with running backs has been very bizarre with injuries, and the last couple years has been kind of weird, so I don't know. And then he finally – Stafford finally threw the ball a little more to Allen Robinson. Yeah, which we knew would come eventually. It just takes a little bit. But, I mean, if it's only Allen or Robinson and Cooper Cup, he's got to find those other receivers. Is Van Jefferson hurt? Or is he healthy? I don't remember. I thought he could have been. I thought he's. I thought he played. Let me check. Yeah, I think he's hurt. Mm. I don't think he's even played a game yet. But, yeah, when he gets back in there, that'll help as well. Yeah, and, I mean, the Falcons are looking better than people expected. Yeah, they're going to be a team that's pretty competitive. they got a lot of offensive firepower in terms of uh, Pitts and London, even though they ever even really use Pitts yet. Uh, but Mariota is a guy you can, you know, be competitive with probably in the right situation. And the fact that Cordero Patterson went from basically being a 
punt and kick returner to like a fourth string receiver to now, I don't know how many years he's been in the league to be a starting running back in his size. Yeah. Been good for my fantasy team the last couple of years, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, all right, you had this outrageous game, which was the Cardinals beat the Raiders 29-23 in overtime. Uh, Hunter Renfro gets hit, fumble, picked up by Byron Murphy, I believe, and then a touchdown game. Picked, up, picked it up one-handed, like didn't scoop it, just reached down, palmed yeah. the ball, and took off. Kind of flew in next to everybody that was falling on the ground, and then boom. And Man, was, the Raiders are brutal. Was it the play before, two plays before, Renfro had fumbled, but he recovered I think it was the it. play before. And, I mean, he got hit hard on that one. And then to go back to him, and then I think he's in pro- the concussion protocol right now. Well, here's the big thing with this game. It's going to take a while for the Raiders' offense to figure it out because they used – Waller and Renfro a lot more in this game. Yeah, Devontae Adams had two catches on 11 targets, and one of those catches was a very early touchdown. Yeah, one yard. Yeah, they got to figure that out because they're lucky that the Broncos are struggling and don't look good because they're 0-2 right now. They can't afford to be 0-3. And I believe they're playing the Titans this week. Yeah. The Titans are really bad. But neither one of those teams wants to be 0 3 because there's still a sliver of hope for both teams that they can figure it out and get good. Now, I think there's a little bit more hope on the Raiders' side because, my God, the Titans look bad. But they got to figure this out. I know it's a new coach, different offense. That's why we can't just overreact to big moves in the offseason. Like, yeah, they traded for Devonta Adams. That's great. He's, I think he's the best receiver in the league. Some people might disagree, but he's absolutely number one or number two. I mean, he and, had a big, big first week. Yeah, and that's that's not just going to make them an automatic, you know, contender. Like I know they made the playoffs last year, but there were some factors as to why they made the playoffs. The yeah. Chargers were not as good as they should have been last year. Other teams in the division struggled. Other teams in the AFC struggled that shouldn't have struggled, like the Ravens. So, uh, yeah, the Raiders are in trouble. And the Cardinals, I still think, are frauds, but I am surprised they won this game. Yeah. And I think – Kyler Murray needs a haircut. Probably, yeah. Tired of seeing his little mini fro. Yeah, I think we've all seen enough. Um, then you had the Jets, 31 over the Browns. Uh, so 31-30 there. Flacco leads a comeback in final minutes to throw for two tutties. I, I don't know what the what's going on with the Browns. Mm, yeah, that was a bad one. That was one of those games that I don't know how they lost that. I will say Garrett Wilson, yeah, that's – I think if we're looking for a guy who's going to be that big-time rookie receiver that puts up big numbers like we saw with Justin Jefferson in 2020 and Jamar Chase last year, I think Garrett Wilson might be that guy this year. Yeah. He looks fantastic. And the busted coverage to allow Corey Davis to be wide open down the sideline is just – can't happen if you're the Browns. But then again, I don't know what the expectations were for the Browns with Brissett at quarterback. It's still a good team around him, and they shouldn't have lost this game. But I don't know. I don't know how people view them. So, Yeah, I mean, being up 30 to 14 and then giving up two touchdowns in the last two minutes. 
and the onside kick, yeah, it's bad. It was a bad, bad loss. But now they can turn around and not have Jadavion Clowney on Thursday against the uh, division rival Steelers. So it's going to be tough. Uh, all right. The Lions beat the Washington Commanders, unsurprisingly to me, 36-27. Goff throws four touchdowns. His connection with Amon Ross St. Brown is really, really good. And Carson Wentz is terrible. Oh, will you so, please read what I, what I wrote? Would you write Goff shows off his skills for four touchdowns? I mean, they're all the Lions' offense is good. They've got seventy-one points in two weeks. I mean, and this week though, like Goff looked like what he was supposed to look like for the Rams when he started. He's running an actual offense with a guy with receiver and tight end that he trusts and a good running game. Like the Lions' offense is not going to be their problem this year. No, I mean with. Uh, DeAndre Swift and then Jamal Williams behind him. And then week five, they get uh, Jameson Williams. Yeah, that's – and, you know, you also think about uh, they have – they have – what's his face? Uh, Reynolds, right? From – Josh Reynolds. Yeah, yeah, Josh Reynolds. And – is Quintez Cephas hurt? I think he might be hurt, but mm-hmm. he's a decent option. And then, like you said, they get James Williams back, and they also have um, Amon. Amon Ra and TJ Hawkinson. So, yeah, and they've already had a pretty good offensive line. So their offense is going to be good, and the commanders are not good. So their wins is bad, really bad. No, and he's got targets to throw to. I mean, with Jahan Dodson and – uh, Terry McLaurin. Yep. Curtis Samuel, Diami Brown, Logan Thomas. And he's Antonio Gibson. JD McKissick. I mean, there's there's options there. It's just that Wentz is completely inconsistent and he's the ultimate, like it's similar in college. If you look at somebody like Bo Nix, he can make a huge, great looking play, and then five seconds later he'll throw the worst interception you've ever seen. That's what Carson Wentz is at this point. Yeah. And he was not that when he almost won MVP. What was that, 19, 18, somewhere around there? I think yeah. it was 2018. And then they'll also get Brian Robinson week five from recovering from his gunshot injuries from when he was almost – or when he was getting robbed. I I don't know what the problem – I mean, when when's Chase Young going to be back? I don't know if he's going to save him, but that would be a big get back. Yeah. And then uh, – the Giant, Giants beat the Panthers 19-16. Uh, Baker does not look good. And the Giants start 2-0. Yeah, I think uh, to say the Giants would start the year 2-0 is an absolute miracle, considering people thought the Titans would actually be good. Panthers were always kind of uh, unknown. Yeah. But, yeah, give the Giants credit. I mean, they found a way to win both games. And, yeah, Baker Mayfield is uh, not looking too strong. No, I mean, the Panthers have – I mean, we talked about it, how – I mean, their secondary, at least at their core position, is stacked. Is J.C. Horn still out or is he back? Uh, that I don't know. Yeah, I, Matt Rule is going to get fired is pretty much my takeaway from this game. But, I mean, the Bills are the Giants actually getting an offensive line to help Daniel Jones and Saquon helps – 
a ton for them. Andrew Thomas, left tackle, has been fantastic in two games. Uh, what is it? Is he second year out of Georgia, second or third year? I don't remember, but yeah. uh, I think he's third year because he's Mackay Becton class, I think. But, I mean, if they can keep Daniel Jones and Saquon healthy, I think the Giants could win that division. Yeah, I think it's all going to depend on the Eagles because I still don't buy the Cowboys, even though they could be 2-1 and one if they beat the Giants on Monday. I still don't buy them. I think the Eagles are the best team in that division. I don't think it's close, but I also don't think the Eagles are as good as they played Monday. So we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, Patriots, their defense holds strong to battle for a win. I, I like my printer is terrible. It's like blanking out some of these words. Uh, Patriots 17 14 over the Steelers. Uh, kind of expected. I don't think anybody thought the Steelers were that good. I mean, they. They got five takeaways and needed a lot of luck to beat the Bengals in week one. Yeah. And, I mean, they're without T.J. Watt. Yeah. Najee Harris is playing, but I think he's banged up a little bit. Yeah, he's still battling that loose Frank from his foot that he sat up all preseason with. Plus, they have a bizarre quarterback situation uh, with Trubisky there in a new offense with new receivers, new faces, trying to figure that out. And then you knew the Patriots would probably bounce back and win after a week one loss. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the last time. I mean, it was probably when Cam Newton was there and everything. It was probably the last time the Patriots really lost two games in a row. Yeah, probably. Well, they probably did last year at some point, but not in like a bad way. But before, like Belichick was never losing back-to-back games. Yeah, yeah, especially with Brady. Uh, Then you got the Jags beat the Colts 24-0. Uh, the Jags' home win streak moves to eight against the Colts. Uh, and Matt Ryan throws for three picks. Yeah, Matt Ryan is bad. The Colts are bad. Uh, the Colts and Titans, stunningly bad, yeah, which absolutely. makes me wonder do the Jags have a chance to win the division if they go like 10 and seven or nine and eight? I, week one, that whole division didn't even win a game. And, uh, the Matt Jags, Ryan also, he, I mean, he didn't have Michael Pittman this week. So the Jags, the only team in that division to win a game thus far. And they lost week one, a very winnable game, too. The Jags could easily be 2-0 and right now. Lawrence looks better. Their defense is good. Josh Allen's having a great start to the year. And Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz are probably two of the worst quarterbacks in the league right now. So, And the fact that uh, – what was it? Justin Taylor, I think he only had nine carries. He had nine carries, 54 yards, but. Well, how else would Frank Reich set up Matt Ryan to throw three picks if he was running the ball with Jonathan Taylor? I'm not blaming Frank Reich, but, God, Matt Ryan sucks. Yeah, you have one of the best backs in the league, and he's only running it nine times. That's the problem with the Colts. They can have as good of a roster as they want. This is their fourth quarterback in four years. I mean, it's not going to work. He's almost running at 10 yards a carry. And they had like their best season overall, it felt like, with Wentz last year, but they missed the playoffs and they right. made it with Phillip Rivers. Yes. Yeah, when they had Phillip Rivers, they looked good. I thought they were a little, they a little bit flashier last year in terms of offense because of Jonathan Taylor, but their defense was definitely way better when Rivers was there in 2020. Like, I don't know how they did not get a deal to re sign T.Y. Hilton for one more year. I also wonder why they didn't go a different direction at quarterback. Like they already tried the 35 plus year old statue. 
Yeah. And then they tried the guy who was willing to pretty much break every bone in his body to get a first down or make a throw, and he just wasn't good. That was Wentz last year. So I don't know what they're going to do. Uh, yeah. Matt Ryan looks like a dead man walking. He's bad. The team's bad. They should be 0-2, but they're 0-1-1, which they're probably lucky to be 0-1-1. Yeah, I just I want to see them like fully healthy. Yeah, I don't know how much of a difference that'll make. What I'm most interested from this game is what the Jags are going to be, because that's yeah. an unknown. Uh, a wild one in Baltimore: the Ravens lose 42-38. The Finns rally back from 35-14 deficit. They start two and zero under Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel, who just looks like a high college student at all times. Beats Bill Belichick and John Harbaugh in his first two games as a head coach. That seems pretty good. Tua looks phenomenal. I know he threw a couple picks in this game, threw six touchdowns. Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle are going to be extremely hard for oppositions to stop. Yeah, I think Tyree had 10 catches. 190. Yeah. And Waddle had like 171. Yeah, we all knew that they'd you know, have some explosiveness. I don't know how sustainable it is just because – at and some have, point, you can't just beat people just because you're fast. And they have good backs. Yeah, that's that's always been the – when was the last time the Dolphins had, like, consistent running game with good running backs? It's been a while. They've been – like, when you look at team needs over the last, like, five years, the Dolphins' number one needs almost always been a running back. Yeah. So what they have – did they – they have Devontae Parker still, right? Yeah. So they have Parker, Waddle, Hill – and then Jacecki, and then good backs. It's a good team. Ravens, I don't know. I don't know what to think about the Ravens. I still think they – I picked them to win that division. I still think they will. They're getting help in the fact the Browns don't look good, the Bengals look horrendous, and the Steelers are pretty much frauds. So I still think the Ravens are in the best position, but that's one you probably can't lose because Lamar looked really good in this game. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the Niners – uh, beat the Seahawks 27-7. Trey Lance uh, broke multiple bo- uh, bones in his ankle. Um, but welcome back, Jimmy G. I mean, yeah, Trey Lance had surgery Monday to repair two injuries on his ankle, but it's season-ending. Yeah. Uh, well, they looked a lot better with Jimmy G in there, that's for sure, offensively. Yeah, I think this is definitely going to help them. Yeah, I would agree. I, I I don't know. I feel like And they once just, they get Kittle back. Yeah, they made them they made a bit of a mistake probably going to Lance like this, but I don't blame them since they did make the pick. What I hate is that everybody knows they were gonna take Mac Jones and then they just flip flop the last minute to take Lance. I think if they take Mac Jones, it's a completely different situation. Yeah. But what can you do? Because Mac Jones is a game uh, what do you call it? Game manager. Yeah. So he, if he would have sat the first two years behind Jimmy G, who's also a game manager, and then next year, Jimmy G's gone. Mac Jones' team. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, the Seahawks are bad. We all knew this, so it's not surprising that they lost. Yeah, I think first game fluke. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Cowboys, kind of surprising win here. They beat the Bengals 20-17. to Cooper Rush leads the team, and Brett Maher makes a 50-yard field goal to end the game. Uh, the big takeaway here is the Cowboys' defense is 
good, but the Bengals' offensive line is still horrendous. Yeah. And Burrow just hasn't looked comfortable or good. I feel like it's a bit of a problem. And nobody thought they were going to be good last year. They go to the Super Bowl and lose. This kind of feels like the classic coming back down to earth average team with some really good players. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, you still have your three main receivers and Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. You still have Joe Mixon. And you still have all the defensive free agency signed last season. Yeah, you got Bates to resign. They they got that guard uh, from the Bucks, uh, Kappa. Yeah. yeah. And they got Lyle Collins from the Cowboys, offensive tackle. And uh, it hasn't helped so far. Their line looks bad. And it's not just the players. It's like I was watching some guys, some offensive linemen break down film, and you can they're saying, like, the scheme is bad. Like, the way that they're scheming and running their offensive line that way, it's not good, according to them. I don't know. They're the experts, but it's bad. It's all bad. Bengals 0-2. And yeah. uh, then you had the Broncos beat the Texans 16-9. Uh, sloppy game, but the Broncos get the win. Yeah, this is not even really a game worth talking about. Like, dude, the Broncos are just not there yet. Maybe they'll get there eventually, but, yeah, the, the Texans are bad. The, the completely boring and unwatchable football game, and I hope everybody was watching either the cowboy Bengal game or the uh, cardinal Raider game instead of this. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sunday Night Football Packers beat the Bears 27-10. to they finally wake up. Aaron Jones takes over. Rodgers continues to own the Bears. Not surprising. Uh, this was kind of the normal Packer-Bear game over the last four or five years, which is uh, Bears get off to kind of a fast start. Everything settles down. Packers take over. Packers seemingly like to let the Bears back in the game, but usually the Bears don't take it. Packers win by double digits. That's pretty much the script for the last, like, five or six games probably. Yeah, and then who is that? Corner that made that amazing pick that came out of nowhere. Jair Alexander. Yeah, like I forgot who it was that was breaking down the film. They're like, Jair Alexander isn't even in the in the screen right now when the ball's thrown. Yeah. I mean the Packers, if they have anything, it's they have every single piece on defense to be good. So yeah. they just got to let it put it all together. You can see it. Like their pass defense in this game was fantastic. Now, I don't know how much of that has to do with the fact that the Bears offense is brutal and Montgomery was the only reason they were even in the game. But I will say this, Justin Fields has thrown the ball 27 times in two games. I know the first game was bad weather. He threw the ball 11 times this game. I know running the ball was working. But another big story is Darnell Mooney was supposed to be their number one receiver this year. He has four yards in two games. And Cole Komet has zero yards, and that's yeah. supposed to be their starting tight end. I I knew he didn't get anything the first week. He was about to catch a, catch a ball in this game, but then Preston Smith smoked Fields, and the throw was not uh, accurate. So that's a big story there. I I know the Bears are one and one, but that offense is still pretty bad. Now I know that they're getting used to a new system and all that, and you know it's better to do that with Fields now than three or four years from now. But the fact that they're supposed to be number one receiver who was putting up good numbers under Matt Nagy, yeah. he had negative four yards in this game. One reception and, for negative four yards. And then you also you traded for uh, Nikhil Harry, but he also was, got hurt. 
Yep. And, and Equinemius St. Brown's pretty much the only receiver that's produced at all. Yeah. Because they also be they, got, they let Allen Robinson go. And then who else? They let who they, Miller. Yeah, they let Anthony Miller go to the Steelers. He also got hurt. They brought in Byron Pringle and Equinemius St. Brown. Yeah, and I don't, is Pringle even? I haven't seen him do anything. But they're also not even really throwing the ball. So I you, you even almost said exactly what I wrote here. Packers get up and Aaron Jones takes over. And Aaron Jones is yeah, very good, yes. I also did right. Rodgers owns the Bears. Nailed it. Uh, I will say this about the Bears. I think they play the Texans this week, so that should be a get right, uh, you know, see if their offense can actually start to go type game. I think it is the Texans, though. I mean, you would hope, but. We'll see. Uh, then the first Monday Night Football game, you had uh, the Bills beat the Titans 41-7, to uh, thrashing of the Titans, but we hope our boy Taylor Lewan is all right. Yes. He got hurt early in the game. I think he said it was his knee. I don't know if it's the same knee that he tore his ACL a couple years ago. Sa- I think it was the same knee. At least that's what the pro football doctor said when it happened. I think what they said was he hasn't played a full season since 2017. That seems about right, yeah. Well, I mean, there was that one game against Miami when they threw a pick and he went to make a tackle and someone blindsided him and knocked him out. Yeah, I remember that. You also had uh, Bill's cornerback, Dane Jackson, taken to the hospital after collision with teammate. Uh, that was an, a very scary one, and it was a while when they were getting an ambulance on the field, get him there, but everything seems to be okay, so that's good. But it didn't seem like it would be because I know that your neck is not supposed to do what his did. Yeah. But it's very good that he's okay. And the big takeaway is the Titans are terrible, and the Bills look like an absolute juggernaut. Now, yeah. there's only still, two games. Their but... running game still doesn't look that great, though. No, I think if, if somebody can – and also not having Gabe Davis probably changed things a little bit in that game, but they still were able to do whatever they wanted with Diggs. Yeah. So I don't know if teams are going to be able to figure that out or not. But uh, the other one was a not a close one either. Uh, the Eagles beat the Vikings 24-7. to Jalen Hurts continues to look good, and Kirk Cousins throws three interceptions, and the Vikings look the complete opposite of what they look like in week one. Yeah. In week one, it was – <clears throat> uh, you know, Cousins looked good. Justin Jefferson, I mean, he had that play where you were talking about how do you let someone get so wide open, and Justin Jefferson had that week one. Yeah. But, I mean, the Eagles do have a pretty good defense as well. Yeah, they were all over. Darius Slay was great in this game. Avante Maddox was out there. So, Eagles Slay, are good. Slay gave his pick to James Harden. Yeah, ball. So I don't know. I think the Vikings come back down to earth a little bit. Pretty average team, kind of flipping the script already. Now everyone's like, "Oh, the Packers are the best team in the division." We knew this the whole time. After week one, they're saying it's time for the Vikings to win the division. It's two weeks. We just gotta whatever happens happens. You know, just calm down. But uh, interesting week of football. We'll pick week three uh, at the end of the show as well. So now we uh, shift over to the golf. Yeah, you had the Fortnite Championship last weekend winner. Max fan Homa. Of the sh- fan of the, fan of the show. Defending champion as well. Winner Max Homa. 
won yeah. one point four million, shot sixteen under, which I, I think mean, he was he was sitting at like fourth after uh, day three because he shot even, and then said nope, take it back over round four. Well, you gotta have luck on your side sometimes. When Danny will let three putts from three feet, and Max holds out on his fourth shot in the eighteenth. You know, luck's on your side. That's what happened for Max. He knows it, but it's another win. It's his fifth win on tour. It's his fourth win in his last 41 starts, which is phenomenal. And uh, it's his third win in the state of California in his career since he's won the Fortinet twice, which is in Napa Valley, and then he won the uh, Genesis in 2021. So This also was a weekend field, too, because there also was the match play event going on, too, that Scotty Scheffler beat our boy Kisner in the championship. And you have uh, Max playing this week, so that'll be good for him. Yeah. This week you have the President's Cup at Quail Hollow Club in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yep. Uh, United States versus the international team. Uh, the United States roster is Scotty Scheffler, Xander Shoffley, Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Patrick Cantlay, Tony Finau, Max Homa, Kevin Kisner, Sam Burns, Cameron Young, and Billy Horschel. The international team is Christian Bezadenhout, Corey Connors, Cam Davis, Sung J M, Tom Kim, Siwoo Kim, K.H. Lee, Hideki Matsuyama, Sebastian Munoz, Taylor Pendrith, Mito Pereira, and Adam Scott. The format is uh, tomorrow, Thursday, is foursomes, 2v2 alternate shot. I believe there's five matches in the morning session and five in the afternoon. And then you have Friday is four ball, which is pretty much 2v2 best ball. For example, let's say Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas are playing together. Spieth makes a birdie. Thomas makes a par. And then the other two players in the other international team make a par. Spieth and Thomas would win the hole due to the birdie by Spieth in that hypothetical. So that's the format there. Saturday is both foursomes and four ball. And then Sunday is singles, 1v1 match play. So it should be interesting. Now, the U.S. is a massive favorite, as we will discuss a little bit during the picks. But it uh, should be interesting. Quail Hollow, Charlotte, you know, for not Sunday, the most difficult golf course. For Sunday, they already have the matchups made, or is it going to be based off the first three days? I believe that the captains of each team will pick who they want to throw out against who. Uh, and I think that's the difference between the President's Cup and the Ryder Cup is that if Davis Love, who's the captain for the U.S. team, can make – if he says, okay, I'm throwing Spieth and Thomas out in this match, the first match, uh, Immelman, Trevor Immelman, the captain for the international team, could say, okay, I'm throwing these two against these two. I, I think that they just simultaneously put them out in the Ryder Cup with the President's Cup you're kind of just back and forth answering each other on those matches. So I think they do that with all four days. So Gotcha. All right, college hoops. The Big 12 commissioner is eyeing adding schools out west, which is not surprising considering schools like Oregon, Utah, you know, some other Pac-12 schools other than UCLA and USC will need to figure something out because I don't think the Pac-12 is going to exist much longer, I wouldn't think. Yeah, And the Big 12 is losing, was it? Texas, Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah. And then the Big Ten is going to want to add some of these schools from out west too. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't like any of it, but I'm just going to let it happen and act like it's not happening, I guess, is kind of how I'm viewing it. Yeah. All right, Major League Baseball. Uh, you had Kershaw strike out 10 batters a day, and the Dodgers also clinched the NLDS home field. 
Yeah, the Dodgers, it's just so stupid. I think they're what have 103 wins, 104 wins mm-hmm. with like a week and a half or two weeks to go. So, yeah, it's just it's kind of dumb how good they are. But now we got to see if they can do it in the postseason, which they've had success in the postseason, just not a lot of success or as much success as people would expect. Yeah. Uh, and then Max Scherzer gets his 200th win. We all know Hall of Famer was dominant on Monday against Corbin Burns and the Brewers. Perfect through six, and then he got taken out. He was coming back from an IL stint, so I'm assuming he had a pitch count or an innings count. So, yeah, Scherzer, Hall of Famer, we all know it. Uh, and then playoff picture so far, you have the Astros and Dodgers clinch their division. Uh, the Mets and Braves clinch a playoff berth. And 11 teams have been eliminated at the moment. Yeah, only more to come uh, within the next week. So I'm sure we'll get into more of that and maybe talk some matchups in the next couple of weeks and what could happen with this different format. So yeah, by next we'll uh, next week, I'm like, there's going to be at least 15 teams I would think eliminated. Yeah, and a couple more clinch probably. Yeah. Uh, player of the week. I'm going uh, Padres starting pitcher Hugh Darvish, 14 innings pitched, three hits, no runs, 15 strikeouts, and a walk. Wasn't having a great season, of, at least last year he wasn't great. This year he's pretty good, but has turned it up a little bit here late in the season, and the Padres need it. Yeah, uh, I took uh, Cleveland shortstop Ahmed Rosario, uh, 15 for 39, which I – for. And in the last seven days, having 39 at-bats. That's a lot. Uh, six runs, one double, two home runs, 12 RBIs, two walks. Yeah, it's kind of that Mets-Guardians Mets, uh, trade with Lindor for so Jimenez with the, with and Rosario worked out for both. With the walks, he's had what, 41 at-bats? Yeah, plate appearances, yeah. All right. Nuts. Let's go to the NHL real quick here. Nathan McKinnon just won a cup last year with the Avalanche, signs an eight-year extension with the Avalanche, 12.6 mil per year, which is just above Connor McDavid, I believe. So no more discount because he was making six or he will be making 6.3 this season and it'll kick in next season. But uh yeah, he just doubled what he was making. So what's props. that what's that come out to? Uh eight year like, 12.6. 100.8, 100.8 million. It's a lot in hockey money. It's a lot. Yeah. All right. College football, top 25, number one. Well, one through five is this, actually one through seven is the same, but one through five remains Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson. Uh, then six, you got Oklahoma, USC, Kentucky up one to eight, Oklahoma State down one to nine. Uh, Arkansas stays put at 10. A lot of jumping in this section. Tennessee up 4 to 11, NC State up 4 to 12, Utah up 1 to 13, Penn State up 8 to 14 and Oregon up 10 to 15. And then Ole Miss up 4 to 16, Baylor stays put at 17, Washington beats Michigan State tr- jumps up to 18 after being unranked. Uh, BYU drops 7 to 19, Florida down 2 to 20. Wake Forest down two to twenty-one. Texas down one to twenty-two. Texas A&M up one to twenty-three. Pitt down one to twenty-four. And Miami hanging on down twelve to twenty-five. I mean, Texas the first half. I thought they were going to lose, 
and they yeah. were playing the University of Texas San Antonio. Yeah, everybody might have gotten too high on Texas quickly just because they almost beat Alabama that one time. But what they didn't have Quinn Evers. Yeah, that's true. He they look good without him against Bama, but that just shows that I guess preparation matters or something. I don't know. Yeah. And then I mean betting coming in, but there was a huge bet last Saturday in this game. There's a guy who made a 25 game parlay. Uh, 30. He had Indiana money line, Baylor money line, Oklahoma with the spread, Michigan State with the uh, spread, which was 48 and a half. Michigan State won 59 to nothing. He had the Syracuse money line. Uh, the over on the Cincinnati-Miami-Ohio game, the spread on Georgia, money line on Coastal Carolina, money line on UCLA, money line on Rutgers. Uh, he had the spread on Old Dominion versus Virginia, Old Dominion plus eight and a half. They only lost by two. Uh, he had the over on the Ohio uh, Iowa State game, Notre Dame money line, UNLV money line, Tulane spread, uh, plus 13 and a half against Kansas State. Tulane actually beat Kansas State. He had the Oregon money line, uh, Mississippi money line, Penn State money line, Troy spread. Vanderbilt money line, UAB money line, uh, the over on the Colorado Minnesota game at 47 and a half that ended with 56 points. Uh, and then he had the over on the New Mexico State Wisconsin game. And then he had uh, Michigan State. Washington, he had the over on that, and then he had the Texas A&M spread at Texas A&M minus six and a half, and they won by seven. This guy bet $7.16 on this. He won, if he didn't cash out early, which it, he posted this before the Michigan State-Washington game and the Miami A&M game. Uh, if he cashed out, then he would have cashed out for 132 Three thousand. If he didn't and wrote it out the whole way, he won one million sixteen thousand forty-five dollars. That's a lot, <clears throat> and worthy of that. Whenever you pick that many games in a parlay, yeah, a twenty-five leg parlay, seven dollars to win a million. Low risk, low risk, high reward. Yeah, that's what like. When you see before those last two games, you could have cashed out for 132 grand. Do you cash out there, or you just no, let it ride? I think you let it ride. Or maybe after the Michigan State game, do you cash maybe, out? Maybe, maybe. But All right. that Texas A&M game, Miami, close. Miami almost got it. All right, let's uh, let's do the picks now. Uh, last week for me, four and one in Major League Baseball, seven and one in college football, five and three in the NFL, sixteen and five overall. Finally, a good week. Uh, so probably going to be really bad this week. So what are you at total now? Uh, four four eighty two and three eighty two. 
Uh, I went three and two in baseball, six and two in college football, and three and five in the NFL. So I was 12 and nine. I now stand at 502 and 385. Getting closer. Uh oh. Not and really. The, uh, what was it? Oh, the one football game that I had lost to was the Chiefs minus four, and they won by three. Yeah, I had Chargers plus four, so I got lucky there. Oh, and then what was it? Oh, the Dodgers Giants game they had in baseball. Dustin May uh, had five no hit innings. There you go. Uh, all right, let's do Major League Baseball for tomorrow. Uh, I got the Rangers minus 155 over the Angels, the Twins minus 130 over the A's, the Braves minus 150 over the Phillies, Guardians minus 135 over the White Sox, and then the Dodgers minus 210 over the Diamondbacks. I also have the Dodgers and Braves. Uh, I do have the Angels plus 135 at the Rangers. The Mariners minus 240 at the A's, and the White Sox plus 120 against the Guardians. Uh, President's Cup, USA minus 700 over the international team. That's just too easy of a pick. I don't think it's going to be that yeah. close. I as well have that, but I don't see that many people betting on it because no. I mean, you got to bet $700 to win 100 Yeah, the more intricate bets about you know individual stats and all that, that'll be where people are putting their money down, I'm sure. And we even tried looking if there was prop bets, like who raised the trophy and that, and it just had the U.S. or international. It didn't have any certain name. All right, college football, week four. Uh, ACC, I have Syracuse minus nine over Virginia. As do I. Uh, Big 12, I have TCU minus two over SMU. Taking Baylor plus three at Iowa State. Baylor, I'm just, I'm on, I don't know what what's actually going on with them. Yeah, their their spreads are weird. On the road, they've been bizarre. Um, Big 10, I have Minnesota minus three over Michigan State. Give me uh, Rutgers plus seven and a half against Iowa. Yeah, that was a, another weird spread that people were talking about. Even they were talking about Iowa's spread last week. Yeah, they were like 20 and a half last week. Yeah, after losing to Iowa State. Yeah. Uh, Pac-12, I have USC minus seven over Oregon State. As do I. Which I think is going to be a good game. I both, They're both 3-0. and USC's better. Yeah. Way better. But it could uh, be good. I mean, it is at Oregon State, so you never know. SEC... I'm taking New Mexico plus 31 and a half over LSU. I'll take Ole Miss minus 21 and a half against Tulsa. Understandable. I just I don't trust LSU that much to win by more than 30. It's fair. Points. It's fair. Uh, and then we had our three primetime games. Starts off, we got number five Clemson versus number 21 Wake Forest. Clemson is a Seven-point favorite. I'll take Clemson minus the seven. Uh, as am I. Uh, game two, you got number 20, Florida, versus 11, Tennessee. Tennessee is a ten-and-a-half-point favorite. I will take uh, Florida plus the ten-and-a-half. So am I. And then last, you have number 10, Arkansas, versus number 23, Texas A&M. A&M is a two-point favorite. 
Uh, I am taking Texas A&M minus two. I'm taking Arkansas plus two, even though they also did not look good last week. I think I even text you mid-game of that game. Uh, I think so, yeah. I forgot who was Arkansas playing. Uh, I don't even know if I remember that. Um, Missouri State. Missouri. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I text you, Missouri State, really? Uh, NFL, uh, week three. Uh, Thursday night football, you got Steelers at the Browns. I'm taking the Steelers plus four and a half. Yeah, I'll take the Steelers plus four and a half as well. Uh, then my five games, I got the Raiders minus two over the Titans, the Saints minus three over the Panthers, the Chiefs minus six and a half over the Colts. Don't understand that spread. Yeah, I mean, a little low. The but- Eagles minus six and a half over the Commanders and the Falcons plus two over the Seahawks. All right. I will take the Bengals minus five at the Jets. The Lions plus six at the Vikings. Panthers plus three against the Saints. Rams minus three and a half at the Cardinals. And Chargers minus seven against the Jags. We didn't pick any of the same games. I mean, you took the other opposite on the Panthers-Saints game, but yeah, usually we have more. But that Chiefs spread, I thought it was going to be way higher than a touchdown. Yeah, true. Uh, Sunday night football, we got the Niners at the Broncos. I'm taking the Niners minus one and a half. Oh, hell, I'll take the Broncos plus one and a half. They're going to look good at some point, I would think. So what What the hell? Jimmy G at the helm. Kittle may be back, That's which true. is going to help their offense even more. That's all true. Um, Monday Night Football, you got the Cowboys at the Giants. I'm taking the Giants minus one. Yep, I think I'm taking them as well. A little, there's going to be a little hangover out of a little Cooper Rush. Yeah, I agree. I'll take yeah, the Giants. The, Cow- the Cowboys defense can only do so much. Giants starting 3-0, man. That would be quite a world. Uh, all right. Yeah, when's the last time that happened? Maybe that one year they made the playoffs, like 2016 or whatever, but I don't know. Eli was uh, still at home. Yep, that was the boat picture year when they got destroyed by the Packers at Lambeau in the wild card round. But anyway, uh, they'll do it for us. We'll see you next week for number 79, our last one of September. Lots of football, golf. Baseball, all that to discuss. We'll see you next week for number 79. Deuces.